Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're taking a look at one of the largest market meltdowns in recorded history. It's happening right now, but it's not making headlines. The largest financial market in the world, larger than the stock market, is the bond market. And today, we're going to look at just one sliver of that market. Federal Reserve has signaled they're going to be increasing interest rates in half percent increments at the upcoming rate-setting meetings. The market, accordingly, is priced in half a percent, half a percent, half a percent for the next three meetings instead of a quarter, a quarter, a quarter, as had been the previous guidance. It's astounding the Federal Reserve missing the signs of inflation that have been so clearly visible for some time now. Over the past two years, the biggest buyer of U.S. Treasuries has been the Federal Reserve itself. In addition to the rate increase, the Fed is also pledging to reduce its balance sheet by $95 billion a month each month for the rest of this year. Of that, $60 billion a month will be in U.S. Treasuries and $35 billion a month in mortgage-backed securities. Reduction in mortgage-backed securities will mean that banks will have fewer places to sell their loans to get them off their balance sheet. That might result in a lower liquidity mortgage market in addition to higher interest rates. Mortgage liquidity and the cost of financing are the number one and number two factors in real estate demand. If you think back to the financial crisis in the wake of 2008, many people incorrectly characterized what happened as a real estate crisis. It was a banking crisis that cascaded into a real estate debt crisis. It was a massive liquidity crisis. When you look at the makeup of U.S. government debt, it's also distributed in terms of different lengths of time. The first category are T-bills. These are short-term securities. They don't bear any interest, meaning they've got a zero coupon, and they have maturities that range from a few days all the way up to a year. And when you buy these, you buy them at a discount to the face value. Next, there are treasury notes. These are fixed interest securities with maturities of two, three, five, seven, and 10 years. On these notes, interest is paid semi-annually with the principal paid at maturity. And then finally, you have treasury bonds that are issued on a 30-year maturity schedule. Here, too, the interest is paid on a semi-annual basis and the principal paid out at maturity. The U.S. federal debt is over $28.4 trillion at the end of 2021, and the vast majority of that was printed in the past decade. That comes to $86,000 in debt for every man, woman, and child in the U.S., and that comes to 137% of GDP. U.S. Treasuries are issued by the Department of the Treasury under Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, who used to be Fed Chairman in the Obama administration. So far, at interest rates near zero, servicing that debt hasn't been a huge problem. But let's imagine if interest rates were to continue on their current trajectory and increase to 6% by the end of the year. It's not that far-fetched when you consider inflation has been running close to 8%. And if that were to happen, in a matter of a couple of years, nearly 50% of the U.S. debt would reprice at a much higher interest rate. In fact, 72% of U.S. debt would reprice within five years. Let's imagine that in a few years' time, the cost of servicing the debt rises to 6% of that roughly $30 trillion in debt. That would mean spending nearly $2 trillion a year in just interest payments. Well, the entire revenue of the U.S. government was only just over $4 trillion last year, and they spent $6.82 trillion. All of this was funded by the issuance of treasuries. Now, the biggest customer for those treasuries was the Fed itself. Now, if the Fed's going to shrink its balance sheet, as they've stated publicly, they're going to be retiring debt from the Fed's balance sheet. Not only is the Fed not going to be buying more of that debt, they're going to be now a net seller of debt into the same marketplace in direct competition with the Treasury to place those bonds. The Treasury is going to have to sell their bonds at lower prices, which means higher yield in order to compete with this new competitor selling into the market. If the stock market crashes, it could change the dynamic. In the event of a stock market crash, 
will get some amount of flight to the supposed safety of the bond market. And if the stock market crashes, then the Fed will start to worry about recession. That would precipitate a reversal of Fed policy. We would have a looser monetary policy, but we'd still have inflation, and it's inflation that destroys the value of the bonds. So any reversal in policy would be short-lived. The only thing that would stop bond yields from rising would be a stock market crash, and even that would be temporary. If the bond market crashes, causing rising rates across the board, then a stock market crash is inevitable. So the slow grind we're experiencing right now is assumed to be continuing, but I don't believe that's going to happen. The Fed and the other central banks are going to continue to raise rates and we'll see rising yields until we see a bond market crash or a stock market crash. One of those will happen first, but we will see both. The Fed policy has played a major role in market liquidity over the past 10 years and over the last two years in particular. The financial markets are behaving like a drug addict, completely addicted to the next hit of crack cocaine. But like any addict, the hits need to be more and more potent to have an impact. And if you remove the injections of cash, then the markets go through withdrawal. We still have inflation. We still have high interest rates. We still have economic contraction. I defy anyone to make a case with confidence that 2022 will be a year of economic growth. We have continuing supply chain disruptions due to the pandemic. We have rising interest rates. We have runaway inflation. And we have a war-induced global supply chain disruption. All of these combines will result in economic contraction and a reversal of Fed interest rate policy. They will be more concerned with economic growth than they will be with taming inflation. So that is Victor's prediction for this year, 2022. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.